Hello, hello. My name is Yuri Hanley, aka Steph Yuri. The date is Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. December 23rd. The time is roughly two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm back. Golden State Union's been on a little bit of a hiatus. If you haven't noticed, I'm in a new studio. I moved apartments. Um, I really like this new studio I got. I have all my posters and my posters, my jerseys up hanging in the background. For those who are smart enough to be watching this on Spotify, if you're just listening to it, just kind of take my word. It looks pretty dope. So, but yeah, that's just, I've been moving this last, last month, basically. Moved in a minute, beginning of the month, just haven't had the time to make a podcast. And I've been kind of wanting to digest this entire run that the Warriors have been on and give it all to you guys, my thoughts. So without further ado, let's go. Current state of the union right now, Warriors, they're 15 and 18 record. They're 11th in the West. They're one and a half games out of the 10th seed, which is the play-in, which is where you don't want to be at realistically. But when you're in 11th place, that's what you got to be looking forward to trying to move up into playoff standings and they're three and a half count games out of the top six which is the non-playing games which is just straight up you you're in the playoffs Warriors were third seed last year so they when they won so they've proven that they don't necessarily need to be the top seed in the west going into the playoffs we all remember 2016 what happens there when they were literally the best team in the NBA history in the regular season and they ended up not winning. So I think they learned their lessons from that moment on where they don't really care about being first, being second in the West. But that being said, you don't want to be 11th either because you're not in the playoffs. So the Warriors are just trying to figure it out. I'm not worried about it at all. It's still 2022. The NBA Finals isn't even this year. Like, So there's plenty of time. It's not to be cause for no cause for concern because there's definitely some issues that the Warriors are going through right now that I'll get to in a bit that we want to address, that we'll need to address if they want to end up running back to back. But as of now, I'm not nervous. I still trust the process. That's going to be the theme of this podcast for today. Trust in the process because I've been seeing a lot of restlessness in Warrior Nation, particularly on Twitter. Some of my producers have been getting in on me about talking about trades on this podcast, and I'm putting my foot down. I'm staying calm, standing firm. I still believe, as I'll explain later, it's still too early. It's a long season. Uh, NBA is one of the longest seasons in all major sports. Baseball's longer, but baseball has like three months of the season where no one really gives a shit about it. I'm looking at you, dog days of August and July. In June, even to some extent, but the NBA doesn't have that luxury. From October to April, it's just a six months medium distance race. Yeah, you're gonna be you don't never want to get too far behind. That's the kind of situation the Warriors are in, where they're still in striking distance. They're down right now. Wiggins hasn't been playing at all these last couple of games, and we'll talk about this last little road stretch that we went on, where we went one and six and didn't play our best ball. We beat the Raptors, which when Clay Thompson's first game back in Toronto since his injury in the 2019 playoffs. So that was a bright spot. But as I'll get into a little bit shortly, 
the road roads are something that I think we need to change. But I do believe that given some a little bit more time, it's something that the Warriors will adjust to. Let's see. Curry right now. Let's see. Talk about Curry. Curry was starting out really good, as I spoke in the last podcast when I when November 6th was the last one I spoke about. That was the beginning of the month, first month of the season type cast. This is, I'm calling it my Christmas special, holiday special, as the holiday seasons can ride around the corner in the next two days. And I thought it'd be a great time to give a Warriors update. But Curry's hurt. And that's always going to be the headline of the Warriors is what's Steph Curry up to? How's he doing? How's he playing? What's he doing for his team? And when he's not in, you're going to get a lot more conversations that are a little more, more urgent talking about, oh, Warriors kind of suck without Curry, yada, yada, yada. And yeah, the Warriors have their their goal was to tread water in the Steph Curry's absence. And to start in the first couple of games, first six games of his absence, not even first six, I don't even know how many games he missed right now, but he then won a six on the road in their last six games, headed up for a very important home stretch, starting with the Memphis Grizzlies on Christmas Day, which is a huge game I'll talk about later. But Curry's hurt. We're one in five right now in our last six games. And these games, the last two at least, haven't been particularly close. We lost by 38 to the New York Knicks, which is something that I never thought that I'd ever say, losing by more than 30 to the New York Knicks. Their, their fans hate their owner. Their team hates their owner. Probably one of the most cursed franchises in the entire NBA. And the Warriors lost by 38 to them so that wasn't wasn't a good game Jalen Brunson has been proven that he's not overrated or overpaid as many people uh, fan pundits in the beginning of the season said when he got his money from the Mavericks always liked Jalen Brunson he was or the Knicks not the Mavericks when he left the Mavericks to the Knicks always thought he was good and he kind of cooked us um, but my biggest takeaway from that, that Knicks game, and actually this uh, next game, that they played the Nets the next night. We saw a funny photo of Curry and KD hanging out between before before that game, which was funny because it looks KD and KD and Curry still friends, even though everyone tried to talk about that divorce that they had and who's better, who's winning. Even though we all know my thoughts on on that, but that was nice to see Curry and KD hanging out. What wasn't nice was that 30-point drubbing that the Nets gave the Warriors in Brooklyn the day after the day after that they lost to the Knicks by 38. So yeah, just two I'll say who likes New York though? It's three hours ahead, horrible weather, it's cold, it's dark, people are mean, buildings are super tall and cramped. I, I get it, I get it. New York, it's hard to go to the East Coast and win. I'm saying this facetiously, for the, um, but kind of, but not really. Yeah, it was just we got to figure out a way to win on the road. It's as simple as that. The Warriors have won three games in the road um, all year, and compared to their home record where, I don't know, we probably lost three games on the at home. That's just off the top of my head. I'm not even – don't quote me on that, but – our, the, our team is very dichotomized in that we are really good at the road, we're really good at home, and we're really bad on the road. 
And I think that has to do with our young guys, our injuries. There's a whole bunch of factors that are um, going into it, and I'm just going to start into it. We got Curry. He's no, Curry's not playing right now. Um, I think he might be the most valuable player ever on this for this particular Warriors teams. And I know that's funny because I feel like I say that every single year of how Curry is the most valuable player, ever, like maybe ever. Because if you just look at the numbers that with the, with the Curry, the Warriors have like by far and away the best offensive rating. They're crushing off by like they're like one whatever, one twenty or something. Really, really good. But when you take Curry out, they are the worst team offensively rating in the entire NBA. So in the games I test proves that Warriors have been shrinking without Curry. And you just hope that they can figure it out. Cause I really do believe that they will figure it out. Let me just give that disclaimer for everything that I'm saying right now is I do believe that the Warriors are gonna figure it out. And I do believe that come February, March, April, when it's go time, the Warriors will be in full swing of things. Another thing that the Warriors have been missing this last, I don't even know at this point, Andrew Wiggins. He has not been playing. He had an adductor strain. He missed the beginning of the road trip. And his presence is sorely missed out there. Wiggins, his energy, his time, it's mostly his timeliness. What I've noticed is that a lot of times when other teams are going on runs, we're not stopping them on this road, on this road a trip. They just keep extending 15, 17, 20 points. We're down 20 points in the first 10 minutes of the next game. And I just think that when Wiggins is in there, he gets those stoppage momentum threes. When Curry, yeah, Curry will do that too. But Curry is a momentum changer all by himself. He sets momentum of games. Wiggins has a keen sense of when the team needs a timely play and he goes and gets it. Whether that be an offensive rebound, a warm-up three that he steps into and buries, or a drive or a dunk. Wiggins has been that guy in the last year, year and a half to get that timely momentum shift. And not having him in the lineup these last six, seven, eight games, whatever it is, has been really obvious. And if I'm really excited to get Andrew Wiggins back, hopefully soon, because he's been playing at an all-star level ever since he got the shit from last year's saying that he didn't deserve to be an all-star anyway. He really has elevated his game, and I'm really excited to see Andrew Wiggins come back because the Warriors need his energy, and they need his effort, and they need him on the court because Andrew Wiggins is very valuable for the Warriors. Another thing that we've been missing on this road trip is Dante and Jermichael Green. Now, they played in the beginning, but I'm just talking about the most recent games where Dante and Michael both got non-COVID injuries. They've just been sick. Got RSV going around, really bad flu going around. You don't know what's... It's a lot of a lot of illness going around the NBA, it seems. Saw Zion health and safety protocols. So I feel like that's just something that's going on in the NBA right now. It's the winter. Days are long, short, or days are shorter. Nights are longer. It's darker. You're not getting that vitamin D. People are just going to get sick, and the Warriors got Dante and Jermichael Green. They're sick right now. And what I've learned from this them missing is that what I said in the last podcast, we're going to need Jermichael Green and Dante DiVincenzo to replace that void of Gary Payton and Otto Porter, both juniors. 
because Dante has really shown his ability to step in as a second. He's kind of our playmaker in the second second unit. He plays really well with Jordan Poole. He's a great facilitator. He hits threes. Dante hit five threes in the first quarter, like the other day. That was this guy's a finals final four MVP. He's just a winner. I'm really psyched how he's been playing before he got sick. Dante DiVincenzo and Jamaica Green. Michael Green has been the dunk master. He's been feasting down low, getting those open layups. He's been yamming. And I think that's very helpful for the Warriors because with all that gravity that Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole have, we need some our four Andrew Wiggins, Jamal Green type players, Draymond, Draymond Green, to be attacking the lanes and getting those easy finishes and actually scoring them. And Jamal Green started out a little shaky, shooting threes, but he's really figuring out his role quickly. And that's what the Warriors system excels at. These old guys who want to come in and buy in, not necessarily old, just these veteran players, Dante DiVincenzo, Jamichael Green, Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton Jr., JaVale McGee, Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala to some extent when he came over for the first time. The Warriors have always thrived on these veteran players who come in they don't necessarily get it right away. Otto Porter Jr., I distinctly remember, didn't figure it out until Christmas game last year against the Suns when he absolutely cooked them and started laughing in their face. And that's when we knew we had that guy. We had a, another veteran that we can talk about and deal with and carry us to, through these troubled times. And I, that I feel that Dante DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green have shown in these games in the last month after since this last time I spoke with you guys that they can do it. I believe that they are that they are the veterans that we need this season. We just got to figure out other things. I'm not worried about the art veterans. PB and J. Let me talk about Patrick Baldwin Jr. real quick. He seems like he is learning quickly in the NBA. He was five for five from three against the Nets. Yes, I know it was a blowout game. It was garbage time. But you love to see your 27th overall pick from last year coming in with that confidence to shoot five for five from three. He's tall, lengthy. I really believe that PBJ could quickly establish himself in the Royals roster quicker than the recent young batch of young guys has like Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole, and Moses Moody. PBJ, you got to watch out for him. He's only going to get better, I feel. The more he gets minutes, he's already dropping 25 points in the G League. Ryan Rollins, too. I'm really excited for this lot, this current draft class, these current rookies, as well as our second year, our last year rookies. Yet, as you can probably tell, that's why I don't really want to trade, do any trades yet. But I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Let me talk about this upcoming homestand. I got some notes, some main points I wanted to get to. This upcoming homestand is so huge. Starts off on Christmas, and then we have like an eight eight games at home. We got to go like six and two, seven and one. Really get the season right for when Steph comes back in the next couple of weeks, and then we can just look forward to the end of the season. The Warriors have shown up at home all year, and we just got to keep doing that in the next eight games. The rookies and the young youngsters—they look like rookies and youngsters. Let me just say that when all. We're losing by 30s, but if you think about it, in the last two years, how many minutes? This is the most minutes that these young guys have gotten ever. We have been really reluctant, I feel, 
to incorporate these young guys. Jordan Poole was the only guy really last year. Jonathan Kaminga got some minutes. But this is the beginning, I feel, of the integration that we've been talking about. Yada, 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 getting these young guys in. We're talking about the transfer dynasty. And now this is just the how the sausage gets made. They, they, I can't could be wrong, but if you look at the minutes of our guys versus other rookies and comparable draft picks and teams, I feel like the Warrior rookies and young guys have gotten the least amount of minutes and just need the most reps. And I feel like that's what we're seeing right now. And we're working through it. John Kaminga has progressed a lot. He's been really playing well. He seems like he's bought in on the defensive end, which I love to see. You hear nothing but great things from the Warriors, Coach Kerr, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Kevon, all these veterans talk, talk about how much James Jonathan Kaminga, excuse me, has bought in. And you really chose. He's a high flyer. I love his energy. Defense, he's really accepted the challenge this year. So it's been great to watch. Jonathan Kaminga has been a great, um, progressing great in my eyes, these last this season. Moses Moody, I think, is a dog. I still do. He gives you trust, trustworthy minutes. When he's out on the court, I'm not worried that he's going to make a dumb error. Even though he is only a second-year player, he has that aura of a veteran quality. He's learning from Iguodala, obviously. It's just You can tell by the way he plays. He's very cerebral, smart with it. I'm really stoked on how Moses Moody is progressing. He's getting starts. Now that Curry's out, which is great to see. So that just shows that the Warriors also trust him. James Wiseman still progressing, but there are still more and more bright spots that we're seeing. And I would argue that his bright spots are coming at less of an interval. So there's we're getting more bright spots in a shorter amount of time with James Wiseman. Yeah, there's he's still really raw defensively and setting screen and stuff, but cut the kid some slack. He's 21 years old. He has COVID year in college, he got NIL, he got suspended for some benefits, I'm pretty sure, which it's given in today's NIL would probably not even be an issue. And he's he's working hard. He's, he's game for the 76ers versus Joel Embiid. He got some just bright spots. I was really happy with how he played. He's still fouling a lot, but James Wiseman, I just want everyone to take another deep breath and calm down. Give him another some time he's figuring it out it's obvious his offensive game is coming along we just need his defensive game to come along big men it's their offense is usually the first thing that comes in if you look at deandre Ayton and other previous big men who are still in the league now their offensive game was their first thing that they had polished and it was their defense that they got to figure out james wiseman the same thing he's 21 years old he's learning still a college kid technically that the warriors are giving money to so I hear a lot of trade room, trade people very impatient with James Wiseman. I'm hearing trades for Jacob Pirtle, Miles Turner. I just want to ask you one thing. Think of the chemistry of the Warriors. You think that Miles Turner is going to come in, you start over Kevon Looney? I don't think so. Kevon's earned the starting spot over his for his for his attitude, his willingness to contribute to the team's hard work, his dedication to the dub nation. You can't just throw that away because you, you don't want to waste Steph Curry's prime. Newsflash, people, I think Steph Curry's going to have an even longer prime than LeBron James in terms of being great at 38, 39, 40. Steph Curry's game translates very well. He's only gotten better after he's turned 32, 33. I would argue that his best year was last. He's been playing better basketball in the last 
six months than he did in his entire Unionist MVP season in 2016. He's learned from that. He's a better player from when he was the world breaker back in the 73-9 era. So I just want to say, give it some time. We still got some time for Curry being in his prime. The Warriors have a lot to figure out. Steve Kerr and his blunt rotations, I like to call him, starring Ty Jerome, Anthony. Anthony Lamb, actually, I didn't track him in the beginning. I kind of like Anthony Lamb now. He always comes in, gives great minutes. He hustles, hits, hits his corner threes, which I'm very happy with. So Anthony Lamb, I would have put you in a similar designation to like other Warrior legends, Brad Wanamaker, Nepo Lee. But shout out Nepo Lee having the best uh, three-point shooting percentage in the league this year. As soon as you leave the Warriors, how about that? But I digress. JP has stepped up without Steph. He's had his career high against, I forget who it was, but he has career high earlier this week. He had like 43 points in the W. I think we lost that game, but. JP's been good. Mr. 140's been showing up. Just need a little bit more consistency, but I think he'll get that the more and more he plays. He's still young. We got to remember, the Warriors have the second youngest roster in the entire NBA, other than that old core. So when you take out the old core, Steph Clay, Dre, uh, Andre Iguodala, we're pretty young. Wiggins is 26, Kavon's 26 or 27, Jordan Poole's 23, 24, Moses Moody, Kavon, or Jordan, Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman, Ryan Rollins, PBJ. These are all young guys. Dante DiVincenzo's old, but he's not even that old yet. Michael Green's older. He's like 32, I think. Could be 34, but whatever. But newsflash, folks, it's not our childhood basketball where – People retire at 32, 33. We're going until we're people are going until they're 40 playing the high levels. And I think that the Warriors, you got to take a step back of their game plan, trust the process. I've been saying that before. People like to call Philly the process. No, no, no. The Warriors are the process. We got the best rotation in the league with Steph Clay, Dre, JP, and Wiggs. Like no one's proven that they can beat that. So I still think people need to take a Calm, deep breath. I feel like I'm the calm guru for the Warriors. Take a deep breath in and let it out. We're going to be just fine. We we got lemonade. Steph, Clay, Andrea. I'm stealing that from Juan Toscano. Anderson, Warriors legend. Oakland legend. NBA champion Juan Toscano called Steph, Clay, Andrea. Lemonade. They're so fire when they're all together. And I've yet to see anybody beat them. That's not named LeBron James with a Kyrie Irving and an NBA Adam Silver suspension. That's the big three that could beat the Warriors. And until proven otherwise, they're still the defending champs. And anything that you want to do to mess up the chemistry, I said the grass isn't always greener, and you got to just trust the process, give it a little bit more time. Yeah, if next time on pod and the Warriors have dropped eight more games at road, then yeah. It might be time to change up this whole mindset. But as it stands right now, current state of the union, Warriors are fine. It's it's December. We went through a very similar low last year in January. Granted, we started out hotter, but I'd say apples to oranges. We still got Steph Curry, Slate Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Kevon Looney. All that championship DNA is still there. And with that being said, 
Let's look ahead to the Memphis Grizzlies game on Christmas. I'll be going to that game, getting some nice little nuggets of videos for you guys, trying to figure out how to work iMovie, get that get that processed. Warriors are missing Curry, but I do believe that the Warriors have a good chance to win on Christmas. All things considered, what I said about Launchpad, this next eight games, next eight home stands, really important. John Moran's been talking a lot of garbage on TV. He recently came out and said that he fears nobody in the West. And this is a guy who got knocked out in the Western Conference final, not even in the Western Conference semifinals last year to the eventual champions, Golden State Warriors. So that's something he blamed his hat on that he lost to the Warriors last year. But he's talking, this has been a very looked forward to game for the Warriors, I would say. Draymond Green has been jawing not recently but in the beginning of the season him and jaw had a little back and forth action looking forward to this christmas game and i would say i would not i'd be i would be very wary to discount the warriors even without steph curry on christmas day they have proven in the past that they show up on christmas when they beat the Rockets really, really late. And I think that was the forgotten 15 win season. They beat the Rockets on Christmas. I'm pretty sure James Harden was still on the Rockets. It was the Draymond Green squad. Um, and yeah, they beat the Suns last year with Otto Porter Jr. going off. He's coming out party game. And I really just think that would be a crime to discount the Warriors, even though they aren't at full strength. And this is a launch pad game. Warriors seasons teetering, and I trust them to write the ship. Begin right, begin writing the ship, starting on Sunday. So, yeah, with that, I think I've that's a good good enough podcast for me. It's uh, holidays. I'm about to start relaxing, relax my friends and family. Hope you guys do the same. However you may be celebrating, wherever you may be celebrating. So I want to wish you a happy new year, happy holidays. Go Warriors. Steph Curry, get better soon. Kevon Looney, hit more first buckets for me, please. Still still riding KLFB. But yeah, Warriors, let's see what they got. Very important stretch of games coming forward. And I trust them to handle business. Until next time, peace.